everyone. Thank you for tuning once again to Global Markets Huddle. Hey, Clive. Hey, Ralph. How are you guys? Uh, I'm doing fine. Hello, everyone. <laughs> wow. Alam niyo ba, guys, napansin niyo, tapos na ang February and we are now in March. The summer month officially begins, guys. So excited about for that uh, beach buddy of yours. Yeah. So, alam ko, ready, ready na tayo. But for now, and also, I'm so happy, <laughs> Clive and Ralph, <laughs> that uh, in Metro Manila, at least, and in, in other cities, we're down to alert level one. So that's something to look forward to. Better still be safe and healthy. Now, if we have those benefits here in the Philippines, Raf, our friends on the other side of the globe is not as good. Let's talk a little bit more about this Russia and Ukraine tension. Is Are there any updates? Hopefully good ones, but we want to hear more, Raf. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, the U.S. and other Western countries have decided to impose uh, sanctions on Russia. So part of that is uh, restricting the access of uh, some Russian banks to SWIFT. So yung SWIFT kasi, uh, siguro many of our uh, unibankers don't know this, especially sa branches. So yung SWIFT, it's a system used by uh, banks no, around the world to settle transactions so to communicate with one another in uh, settling no yung uh, uh, transactions nila especially if uh, a different currency is involved and uh, very significant yung swift no kasi nga uh, banks use it to transact no and without it no yung mga russian banks uh, some of them they won't be able to transact no, with the rest of the world and it would uh, prevent uh, russians from uh, completing or settling their international transactions. No? Like, for example, yung mga importers, exporters, yung trade transactions nila, medyo mahihirapan sila in settling no their uh, payments. And uh, very significant yung magiging impact niya on uh, the economy of Russia. Kasi nga, it might uh, damage no yung trade nila. Like, for example, uh, back in 2014, uh, yung Iran kasi it was uh, removed from the SWIFT system. And uh, because of that, uh, there was a 50% decline no, in the oil revenues of Iran and then almost a 30% decline in uh, the trade no, of, of that country. So very significant yung impact niya. And then aside from that, uh, the U.S. and uh, its allies no, have also decided to restrict no, yung uh, access ng Russia to its uh, international reserves so yung foreign reserves niya so right now kasi Russia has around 630 billion worth of uh, foreign reserves and itong mga reserves na to hindi, wala siya sa Russia, nasa ibang bansa siya in, in different countries no, and in different uh, assets and because of the sanctions imposed by uh, other countries, they won't be able to access no, yung foreign uh, reserves nila and uh, very significant yung impact niya kasi uh, yung Russia, it needs the foreign reserves no, to stabilize its uh, markets, especially foreign exchange. And uh, as a result of this, no, uh, on Monday, the Russian ruble, yung currency nila, it uh, plunged or it weakened no, by almost 30% in, in just one day no, because markets are in anticipating yung impact ng sanctions on uh, the Russian economy and Russian uh, financial system. 
And then uh, aside from this, uh, medyo nararam- nararamdaman na rin yung impact ng sanctions eh, kasi Russians are starting to go to their banks no to withdraw no yung money nila, especially dollars because of of the sanctions no worried yung Russians that they won't be able to withdraw their money uh, because of that. And uh, itong phenomenon na to, it's actually an example of a bank run. So yung mga tao pumupunta sa bank to withdraw their money. And uh, because of this, no very significant yung pwedeng maging impact niya. Kasi it might cause hyperinflation kasi marami yung pera na nagsi-circulate, no? Maraming pera na hawak yung mga tao because they've uh, withdrawn their money. Then maging uh, malaki rin yung impact niya on the liquidity of uh, Russian banks. So, yun, all in all, uh, very significant yung sanctions and yung magiging possible effect niya on uh, the Russian economy. Okay. Now, Raf, thank you very much for um, well, for the updates. Though it's not as good as we hope to. Kasi di ba, remember, this the last episode natin, Clive, we were hoping that this will be resolved soon, but apparently, yeah. para escalate. So we just have to keep on praying for that. Now, um, guys, of course, for the benefit of everyone listening to us right now, we talked about why Russia nga ba is really interested for Ukraine and why are all these things happening. Pero let's put it in a broader sense. Of course, there may be an obvious answer to this, but why are your allies like US, Canada, which is quite far actually from these two geographical locations, are getting into the situation as well? Now, maybe Clive, you can help us out. Why is there that relationship? Because if you think about it, diba, parang, this is like, for example, diba, may nag-aaway sa labas. That's not my yeah. fight. Let them deal with yeah. it. But now they have to help each other. Why is that so, Clive? Actually, my historical reason kung bakit mayroong parang kampihan dyan eh. Actually, the US and the UK are obviously allies. And UK, because of its geographical closeness to Europe, allies rin niya Europe. And itong si Ukraine, it's always been wanting to join the European Union. And I think that's one of the latest na developments dito sa Russia-Ukraine conflict. Eh. Parang um, uh, fina-fast-track na yon yung membership ng uh, Ukraine sa European Union. And because many of the European Union countries are also members of NATO, yun rin yung ayaw, as we mentioned in our last episode, yun rin yung pinaka-ayaw ni Russia. Eh. So now, um, because of this, itong, itong, uh, this, these alliances, uh, nafe-feel siguro ni Russia na parang kinakalaban siya ng West. So now, the reason why countries like Canada, the US, they're all showing support to Ukraine is parang they feel kasi na parang uh, the invasion, it's not warranted that all there's no uh, no rational reason for Putin wanting to to invade Russia. And I guess what they're really trying to prevent here is na mag-escalate ito to some point na parang uh, uh, magka-World War III. So mm-hmm. parang we're all trying to de-escalate things. And um, it, this has to be handled quite carefully. Kasi parang on one side, you have the allied forces trying to de-escalate by do, doing all of these sanctions, doing all of these um, support to Ukraine. Pero this might actually trigger an adverse response naman from Russia, which might actually escalate things further. So this is really, uh, ano, this is a lot to do with, this is a lot to do with foreign policy. This is a lot to do with um, um, mi- uh, u- the use of military might uh, to protect us uh, a certain country's interests. For all mm-hmm. in all, parang, uh, I think at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is trying to de-escalate things. Eh. Pero yun na nga, uh, merong, ano, merong, 
uh, it, kaya this has to be you know handled carefully kasi I, ang nakikita ko dito from an investor's point of view war or anything geopolitical risk related this is not good for any investment uh, it would really cause a lot of volatility and yung volatility sa ganitong klaseng mga, mga cases these are these are really big swings in volatility which might actually hurt you as an investor Okay, and of course, thank you very much for that insight, Clive. And of course, the, the loss of life, disrupted daily activities of our fellow Russians and Ukrainians are, are more than that as well. Now, Raf, ito, are there things we should watch out for? Kasi parang we are walking on thin ice here, eh, no? Parang there are sanctions, but we don't know how the response will be. Will there be certain triggers that we will have to watch out for? Um, in the next few days or so, Raf. Yeah, uh, we should watch out for the impact no, of, of the sanctions, not only on Russia, but on other countries, especially those countries with a strong uh, trading relationship with Russia, mm-hmm. like, for example, the European countries. Because uh, no man is an island. Eh. So the sanction on Russia, not uh, only Russia is affected, it can have an effect also on other countries, especially European countries, no, which rely heavily on uh, oil no, coming from, from Russia. So let's see kung magkaroon ng contagion or uh, spillover impact no, on, on other countries. And kung ano yung impact niya rin on uh, other currencies uh, like, like the euro. Kasi nga, yung uh, currency ng Russia, it, uh, it's very severe yung depreciation niya in the past days. And uh, let's see what will be impact niya on, on the currencies and also uh, the banks, no? the financial system. Because some European banks, they have an exposure then to, to Russia. Then in the US, naman, very limited yung exposure nila to, to Russia. So, yun. so din siya ng impact no, on uh, global economic activity. All right. Now, thank you very much, Raf, for giving um, a little bit things to watch out for. Clive, ito na, a million-dollar question. <laughs> we are in the Philippines. Medyo malayo if you look at it, but we are experiencing and feeling the effects in the market. Now, I have, for example, peso lalo na, di ba, ngayon? Everyone oh, at least have oh. had a little bit extra. What should you do? Should you just hold on to it and wait for it to finish, which we don't know when? Or should you put in that take on the risk? What's your expert advice, Professor Clyde? Okay, I think what I would advise our fellow Unibankers is to really watch the news. Uh, uh, watch out for developments over the next few days, over the next few weeks, for as long as this conflict uh, continues to remain uh, in the headlines. Because this is what you call as headline risk. Okay, so there, these are risks that potentially sudden uh, news about geopolitics can have an adverse impact on your investments. That's if assuming you have existing investments. So now, if you're an international investor or you hold bonds that are foreign currency denominated, these are more susceptible to uh, these foreign headline risks. Because again, uh, when you have uh, headline risks such as these, these normally trigger risk aversion. And usually, kapag may hawak ka na emerging market asset, like for example, an ROP bond, the dollar denominated, or an Indonesian bond, the dollar denominated, or probably a, a Philippine, for example, bank bond na dollar denominated. So ito, risky asset to na foreign currency. Eh. So ito yung potentially pwedeng uh, matamaan kapag meron kang headline risks from abroad. But I'm not saying na parang kabahan ka, it's time to sell, ganyan, or it's time to ano, kabahan. What, what's important is you're always uh, keeping yourself informed Kasi mamaya, you don't want na 
biglang magbenta ka, tapos yung pala, wala palang mangyayari, kinabahan ka na sobra-sobra. So you just have to really monitor the markets and always try to uh, anticipate what could be the potential impact to your portfolio. Now, on the Philippines side naman, sa peso, uh, I was taking a look at the possible impact of what could happen pag nag-escalate tong, ano, tong Russia-Ukraine conflict. Ang nakikita kong potential uh, impact sa Philippines is on the inflation side. Kasi kung talagang nagkaroon ng ano, uh, inipit talaga yung Russia because of the ano, pulling of the plug on the swift access on the Russian banks, as we have said, uh, companies around the world who import from Russia may not be able to pay for their imported goods, particularly oil at natural gases. And this may drive up the prices of these commodities, which would potentially push up inflation. And you know how big a part oil and gas is dun sa ano sa Philippine inflation basket. So pag umakyat ang inflation locally, that will actually pressure the BSP to raise rates more sooner rather than later. So again, raising rates means potentially higher interest in the interest in the Philippines, which would have an impact on our existing bond holdings. So uh, there is an opportunity again for uh, during times like these, but since we don't we don't know kung mag-escalate pa to even further. Might it might be a bit more prudent move to watch muna, wait and see how these things pan out before we make uh, big uh, investments to take advantage of this kind of volatility. There you go, there you go. Thank you very much, Clive. So that means to our fellow uni bankers, what Clive is saying: take managed risk, meaning don't be on the extreme ends, di ba, Clive? Na parang yes. you're you're so scared, you're not doing anything, not like that, or. You're 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 worried that you sold everything. Not naman then also, but just on a calculated risk, if I may use that term. So thank you very much for that, Clive. And um, great that Clive mentioned you have to be updated in the news. Don't be scared. Some people, kasi Clive and Raf are saying, "Take I don't understand it." You know what? Give it a shot. Learn it. Read it. Then if you have any questions. Let us know. Our, our investment advisors, the global markets people, will be more than glad to walk you through. But what's important is there were information that you got that's going to guide you in your decision. So once again, Raf, Clive, salamat sa updates, guys. And we are praying for that this uh, issue between these two countries will be settled soon because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we don't want all of this happening. We want something to rebound for this year as a, as a global economy. Thank you for joining us. Do not forget to answer the question for this episode so you can get your training credit. We'll see you soon. Excited for the summer. Stay safe and stay healthy, everyone. Bye-bye.